Hello, and welcome to Bunch of Dummies, a podcast about soccer. We're not responsible for any brain cells lost throughout the duration of this episode. If you're new here, well, welcome. And if you stumbled upon us by accident, please don't leave. We desperately need you. My name is Alex. I am joined by Cole, Tim, and Trevor to talk about the beautiful game. One of the aspects of the beautiful game that we love is the Premier League. So let's jump right in. Without further ado, let's review Premier League Week 2. Did I just arrive? That's incredible, actually. Bars. Natural intro. He must have a a singer-songwriter in him somewhere. (laughs) I haven't seen him in a while, but... Look him up coming on back out. <laughs> He's no longer on Spotify, but that is okay. Thrash. Tim, would you like to uh, to recap week two? Oh, who's recapping week two? What uh, did we Cole? talk about? Cole, you got oh, it? Just kidding. Cole, how about you? I think I'm the least qualified person here. I watched part of one game, so I think that should be a, a Tim deal. Well, how you got to get the part that you know you... out so nobody takes it. Yeah, you know? how, about, how about you recap what you think should have happened? <laughs> <laughs> what I think should have happened? <laughs> Should we, should I just not watch soccer and then recap games? I would love that. That should be a, that should be our, our segment. That should be my segment. That's our whole segment. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen either just way. Predict the so. scores of the games for the weekend without watching any of them and see how many he was within like two goals on. He should just give recaps of games that he didn't see. Like I loved the way Tottenham moved the ball during this game, and like Ola had a rough yeah, week. Yeah, so. And... Manchester United probably smashed Crystal Palace, honestly. <laughs> probably like 10 now. Why do we got to bring this up? Oh, wait, wait, wait. That, was, that was my upset. I won that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, he did pick the upset. I did. We'll get to yeah, that no. later. Okay, well, <laughs> not yeah, a... anyways. Are you able to recap? That's my question. Give us something. Something? I recap can tell Liverpool's you... game. Yeah, so Liverpool, uh, Thiago made the pitch, made the 18, first of all, after just being signed, got put on. In the second half, completed more passes in 45 minutes than anybody on that field completed in 90 minutes. Uh, was instrumental in our 2-0 victory over Chelsea. I yes, think he, he broke the record it. too, right? He broke the record. Yeah, he did. The yeah. number of passes in a single half in the Premier League in Premier League history. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Granted, against 10 men, but still cool. Well, yeah, that's yeah, like but... in FIFA where like you're trying to get your percentage up, so you, you just go to the back and keep passing back and forth between two people. That's probably what he was doing, right? He also made oh yeah uh, more. How did this work? I saw like a metric of how many meters he had actually passed the ball forward, and it was more than double than all the other midfielders combined. So he's progressing the ball too. He's not just passing it. Yeah. So Tiago's breaking Tim's uh, FIFA strategy there. But yeah, no, Liverpool came away with a 2-0 win. Two goals from Mane. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. I think we caught Chelsea before they really gelled, so that's pretty huge. Or they're just trash. Or they're just trash. Time will tell. I'm a fan of that trash. Hopefully. Tim, what else happened in the Premier League this weekend? Um, Leeds is a story that we mentioned week one after their, their valiant performance against Liverpool. And they came out again with some more must-watch television. Uh, through two games, there have been 14 goals involved in their games. They they lost 4-3 to Liverpool Week 1. They beat Fulham 4-3, another gutsy performance. Um, definitely something you like seeing from a newly promoted side. Uh, some excitement as opposed to <clears throat> West Brom. Um, but... Hey, their games involve a lot of goals too. So they do, just the other (laughs) way around. 
Um, but, you know, it's something definitely to look forward to in the coming match weeks. Um, myself, I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning to watch Tottenham and, uh, you know, started out with two goals taken back from Harry Kane. Uh, and then Danny Ings got the better of us with an incredible first touch and finish. Got a little depressed. And then uh, my man, Hyung Min Sun, showed up. Four goals for him. Harry Kane, four assists. Something you're not used to seeing. Um, that's that's double his assist tally from all of last year. But they were they were doing incredible work together. We love to see that. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to touch on your two teams, but I think those were also some pretty big storylines with um, some performances we had seen week one, both from Brighton and Crystal Palace. Um, but I will let. You all talk on that. Not to dwell too long in Newcastle. We are very bad. I also woke up very early to watch, and I should not have done it. I actually regret it. Um, I will say, Tariq Lamptey is a star in the making. Uh, that boy fast. He is so fast, and he is so good. And after his first performance week one, you saw like Barcelona fans on Twitter being like, who is this guy? Um, and so that's how you know. Even Who is but... this guy? Let's just have to sell 15 additional players to not only be able to bring Depay in and Wijnaldum, but then also Lamptey. So, Messi out. Messi out. Just to bring Lamptey in. But no, he's incredible. Um, right, he's been kind of a revelation. That's That was my takeaway from that game. I don't... Newcastle was terrible. I don't even want to talk about it. Trevor? Oh, you know, Alex, I think we're feeling similarly right now after that, that match week, but Manchester United, my goodness, it was just what a sad, sad game to watch as a fan. Most of it, obviously, their their performance, um, not great, no decisive passing, um, nothing at the goal, really. But just, oh, I think all you guys know what I'm going to bring up here. But one nil down, we give away a penalty. You know, the momentum is against us. And it gets, and David De Gea goes out of his way to save it. And you just you feel the momentum's on our side. We're gonna we're gonna get an equalizer at least. We're gonna turn this game around. A minute later, there's play going on. The ref is like, "Oh wait, wait, guys, let's do that over." And he's like, "That was two. honestly bizarre." Like, they like were straight it was up, like it was, the middle I don't think of it was a play. Minute. I think it was straight up two minutes later. It might have been. And like, like the ball had just gone out of bounds, and all of a sudden they're like, "All right, run it back." And you're just like, "Oh, I mean." <sighs> Like you know, if it was any team other than Manchester United, no, I would I th- probably have felt kind of bad. But it's just poetic justice, as Kendrick Lamar would say. I was gonna bring that up. I definitely do not see foresee any sympathy from anyone for it, which I understand. But and I get that by the letter of the law, the referee and the VAR referee made the right call. But what a dumb rule! In okay, my here's the deal: there were some Man U fans that were like getting kind of upset about that. But did you guys not have a penalty last year in which you infringed on your own kick and they brought it back and then you scored it? I do not remember that. The thing I, I do remember I'm 90% is ninety percent positive. Tim Krul coming two feet off his line on two of our penalties and saving both of them and neither of them getting retaken. Ooh. I do remember that. So we still he, won that Tim game. Krul so I wasn't is quite the as penalty bitter. king. We this cannot lie about this. World Cup twenty fourteen, baby. Dutch legend. Got, when he was playing for who? Who was he playing for at the time? The orange. The tune. The tune. That's the right. orange. 
Well, yes, he's playing for the Orange, but who is his club team? Newcastle United. Um, but no, this is not a. Le- got, wait, wait, wait. Is this when Newcastle United got relegated with him, Sissoko, Wijnaldum, all on the same team and got relegated? Listen, listen to the Athletics new podcast that came out today about that. Uh, Theathletic.com. Our, our, so we're a new growing podcast and we're already trying to plug other podcasts. Yeah, because we're all in this together. We man. just want to promote football knowledge. We okay. love hey, The Athletic, if you're listening to this, plug us back, please. That Can would we be, be each huge. other's co-sponsors. <laughs> um, Trevor, no, I mean we're not we're not a letter of the law podcast. I think you should be angry about this. Also, from my perspective, I was watching the game with Trevor. He was like, you know, at the car car dealerships, the uh, the floaty guys with the arms that wave all over the place. Certainly, Trevor, Trevor Fernandez went up like one of those and was floating around when that first penalty was saved. And then all of a sudden, somebody somebody. Pulled the pulled the plug on the air and and he just slowly deflated and went it's, down and fell. It's it's very funny that you use that specific metaphor because I described it last night at the shop to the to the guys there as the most deflating thing that can happen in a football match as for a football fan. That's exactly what I said. Deflating. And you, that's that probably where I got well. the image from. They probably just like heard you saying it and then was like, "I'm gonna use that." Well, I I would I think just to say that again, I think that is maybe one of the most deflating things that can happen to a fan watching a game. And uh, that's just it's a little bit better about it. But I think the most deflating thing that could happen is having your star player getting brutally taken out by Sergio Ramos in the Champions <laughs> League final. But You we can't be that bitter because you won the Champions League the hey, next hey, year. Hey, hey, hey. We can talk about that I think the most deflating thing possible <laughs> is the referee calling a Bush League handball two minutes into a freaking final, which changed the entire complexion of the game. But... I oh, we're really straight off track here. I think the most deflating. <laughs> the most I have one more thing. New segment. What is the most deflating thing? We could. There are a lot of things, but so just in the things. moment, like the the highs and lows of the emotions were truly incredible. What's but, your one more thing to say? Uh, Donny Vandebeek, lone bright spot in the squad. I think this week scored the goal. It was a lucky goal. I mean, their defense literally forked it right over to him. But one touch finish. That's what he's all about. Let's do better next week, lads. Come on. So, Trevor. After having Crystal Palace in your relegation spot, watching Ooh. them this week fully, seeing them get a result last week, which was against what you thought would happen, do you have any updated thoughts about Crystal Palace and their table finish? They look decent, I must say. Yeah. Um, just just as a general commentary on the Premier League, uh, and just the first podcast we did, I just think back on it now and the things I said, there were... I think at least eight or nine bad takes already two weeks into the season that I had. Um, but another thing to add to that is it is crazy how things can change from week to week and also how to not overreact um, too quickly. I think that, you know, for my own team, but also like West Ham, I thought they looked so bad the first week and they, they lost Arsenal this week, but they looked a lot better. They should um, have won or tied. I, yeah, the, it was like it was like fourteen shots to three. Yeah, and two like, out of three went in. They so I would have said at the end of week one, oh, I'd sub out Crystal Palace from relegation and throw West Ham into my new relegation prediction. Mm-hmm. But now I don't know because West Ham looked a lot better. They still lost, but they did look a lot better. Um, you could toss Newcastle in your new. <laughs> after this week, you certainly could. They looked really good week one against a very bad West Ham. You just have to tell West Ham that their Premier League games are Carabao Cup games 
and they'll <laughs> they'll go insane. And how about they start Sebastian Hilaire more often? How about that, David Moyes? What was the phrase you used about David Moyes earlier? Tim <laughs> David Dino Moyes. Was? He is a bald fraud hiding under all his hair. <laughs> Pep Guardiola is the original bald fraud, but David Moyes is on his way. It's Pep with a wig is what he is. <laughs> He's Pep with a wig. All right. Well, uh, any transfers incoming this coming week or rumors? I, I personally thought Manchester United would have already made moves. Trevor, have you heard any rumblings? Um. The only thing I've heard recently is Alex Tellus, which would be a good signing. I'm excited for that. Not our biggest need, I would say. So it's up there, you know, maybe top three needs or so. But besides that, I have not heard a whole lot. I get the feeling that we might spend a little bit too much money on a bang average player to uh, because of how bad we played. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm not sure. That's Tellus is the only one I've heard about this week. Um, Alex, big spenders, Newcastle United uh, in the market again, or what? We're spending, I think it's two hundred fifty thousand euro on. You know, do you have any idea how small that is? Um, on small, I wish I had. That I think much. he's from Peru, and I think he's like eighteen, and I think we're gonna loan him out. So if you want to call that, does he have a name? Rumor. No, Raúl Ruiz Diaz. <laughs> I wish. I'd be. Dude, he'd be an automatic. Well, okay, Callum Wilson's great, but he. So let's just do a straight swap. Rui Diaz for Joe Linton. What do you What do you want, Tim? Is that fine, dude? I'll take it. Give us well, Give us DeAndre Yedlin with it, and we'll call it a deal. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's Bring fine him by home. me. No, uh, there's nothing DeAndre going Yedlin on. Playing for y'all? I like well, actually playing. No, in in okay. cup cup matches and things like that. But but he's gonna be on the move pretty soon, y'all. To most likely Besiktas, actually. Oh, wow. Um, Dude, if not all MLS, those Turkish but... guys in the comments are finally going to be happy. Come to Besiktas. Come, Come to, to Besiktas. Besiktas. <laughs> uh, Cole, Liverpool actually had had a signing this week and a couple other rumblings, yeah? Uh, yeah, so the signing was Diego Jota. Um, got Jota. Jota. Come on, guys. Jota. We talked about this before. Oh, my gosh. Can I just crazy. talk to the listeners real quick here? If you meet Portuguese people and they have a J in their name for your own, like, you know, cultural, uh, what's the word? Uh, Understanding. And uh, yeah, awareness. awareness. That's a good word. word. Pronounce the J, like Jose Mourinho, Diego Jota. Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus. It's, they pronounce it. All right. So just do that. Jesus is not Portuguese. Although it's the same language. Brazilian. Brazilian. They speak Portuguese. (laughs) You said if you meet someone from Portugal and he is from Brazil. Whoa. Semantics. All right. Just take it easy there, man. All right. Cole, continue, please. Yeah. So we signed Diego Jota. I'll pronounce it it correctly this time. Cole, I'm going to interrupt you immediately. (laughs) How are they going to use Diego Jota? What's the plan for the next three years for his use? You know what? I think He'll probably fit in as like a backup to our our forward three. Are Sadio Mane or Mo Salah leaving anytime in the next three years? Those those two, no, but I do foresee Firmino making a departure. Can Jota really? play a false nine? You know, to be completely honest, I haven't watched a lot of Diego Jota, mm-hmm. but I would say yes, <laughs> absolutely. He can I'm do very, I haven't watched him at all, but definitely. I love it. Oh, absolutely. He's a good player. Yeah. I'm yeah, very surprised by your uh, Firmino assertion, though. I would say Salah is the most likely to leave. Yeah. 
Well, Sala would be, I guess, the most likely to leave because he is the most successful and mm -hmm. notable out of the three. But I would say Firmino is... I don't want to say he's the most replaceable because he does do a lot for this team. But if I were to replace one, I think it would be Firmino. And I think we have capable replacements with uh, Minamino and Jota now. And Very I think that was one of the big, big things for Klopp was it seemed like our offense just revolved around those three playing. And if they were off or if they were hurt or just not in the squad for whatever reason, uh, there wasn't really a good replacement for them. And I think that is being shored up right Do now. Do you realize what you're becoming? Who you're becoming? Who am I becoming? Any guesses? I really have no idea. Manchester City or yes. Chelsea? Manchester City. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cole, who Cole's becoming. <laughs> Cole? I was like, what? Where is this going? A monster. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, that's something that we actually talked about in the first preview episode was... You know, Liverpool, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They didn't really make any signings. But if any one of those top three go down, um, you know, does that affect? Which, obviously, they have they have talent behind Minamino, Origi, uh, the power cube himself. Origi. Origi, whatever, et cetera. <laughs> um, power cube, but, favorite player. But, like... And in that in that episode, I actually listed Firmino as the least replaceable, which is interesting, um, just because I think that he does the the things that don't necessarily show up on mm -hmm. the stat sheet and provide a lot of those hockey assists and and such. But um, but yeah, I think I think uh, Jota definitely provides either a super sub, which. Liverpool have a few of, but none to his level, at least. I mean, they spent, how much do you spend on him? Like, it was over 40 million, right? 43? I think it was 43. Think it was 40 something. Yeah. 43 yeah. Something. yeah that's that's quite great. a bit to spend on someone that's not even going to be featured in your 11, at least most of the time. So, yeah. We'll yeah. See I, what I happens mean, with him. I think replaceable is the wrong word to use with Firmino, but I do think that they would bounce back easier than if they were to lose a Mane or a Sala. I could understand that. I'm going to be honest, I 100% see Klopp anticipating one of the two wingers leaving, and that's why he signed him. That, I yeah, think that Mane is the most likely to go, which has not been said yet, but well, I think I think because so. of his, his age and his ability. Yeah, I, I, just, I just, for some weird reason, I do not see Mo Sala at a Real Madrid like he does not no. seem like a Real Madrid player, but at the Sadio Mane like kind of does to an yeah. extent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which is interesting because or I PSG. think most of the most of the Madrid rumors were with Sala, from what yeah. I saw. See, I Same. saw Barca rumors with Sala too, but that's just how things go at Barca and Madrid. I guess Madrid I could kind of see him going more. to Barca, honestly. Underrated thing for Jota, though, I think not a huge deal, but just something to think about too is. Um, when AFCON comes around, that'll be big for them too. When they lose, like, yeah. you know, you, you made the point when they're out of the squad for whatever reason, that is a time when Salah and Mane are both gone for like a month. So that is yeah. pretty important for them too. Yeah, I really don't know how Wolves allowed one of their Portuguese to go. I mean, they brought a few more yeah, in, Portugal I guess, Wolves. but like... 
Well, if you get rid of one, you have to bring in three. I think that's their transfer policy. Yeah, so. I think they they yeah. have nearly done that. Just about. All right. Scott, um, Malcolm, yeah. There were some Americans in action this weekend. Alex, you wanna you wanna give us the good word on on how God has blessed America? Yes, I would love to. Uh, man, where to start? I I, I don't. I want to leave Weston for the end here a little bit, so we can spend a little bit of time on on him. But uh, Tyler Adams had a great week actually playing as as a lone number six, as a lone center defensive midfielder, almost as a quarterback, kind of dropping in between the center backs. Uh, um, quarterback is actually the, the American version of football. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay, I thought, oh, I never mind. Well, I don't think I'm he sorry. was playing quarterback, although the Broncos could use one because Drew Locke got injured. So hey, His name, his name kind of sounds like it could be a good American quarterback. Tyler Adams, that is, yeah, certainly. Um. Regardless, he had a he had a good game back there. Um, was man of the match recently, not in this game, but man of the match recently in that position. Sargent did not score this week, but he went the full ninety as well, as far as I know. Um, Serginho Dest not playing, but there's a transfer rumor for you, um, likely either to Barcelona or to uh, Champions League winners Bayern Munich. Um, bidding war. It, it seems that Max Ahrens of Norwich City is going to go wherever he doesn't which is kind of a strange little tie I love him. Um, he's a great player. Both of them are, are great, but Serginho Dest likely on the move, uh, so he probably will not feature for Ajax anymore. We will see what the next couple days holds. Um, Christian Pulisic uh, still out with an injury for Chelsea. He hopefully will be back. Um, yeah, yeah healthy, next bro. week in the Premier League. We need him healthy. Um, second most significant... We- Hold on. We are you speaking from the United States or the Chelsea perspective? Because you're a we fan as of... in the United States. Mm. Okay. Trevor and I have had a couple Ooh. conversations just, about this. Just wanted to double check. We the people. He said he's a Newcastle fan, but it was a little We're... Freudian slip. But we got That's you. <laughs> it is literally I... recorded. It is. To he likes that. This is bad. Um, to expound on that a little bit, though, it is. It is slightly worrying what's been happening with Christian with injuries throughout his short career. Um, when we've seen this with with players before of, I mean, I think of like Joe Gatt, Josh Gatt, Josh Gatt, who like we were so high on like five years ago and hamstring injury, hamstring injury. He ends up coming back to MLS, can't even cut it there anymore. And then he's not even playing professional soccer anymore. And I'm not saying that's Christian, but I'm saying like, Man, it, it just terrifies me that he might not. It certainly is a life. trend with him already in his young career, yeah, which is which is scary. Anyway, moving on from that, uh, what gives me, what makes me not as scared of it is a young man named Giovanni Reina, uh, who at seventeen is playing as a number ten for Borussia Dortmund, and is combining with another twenty-year-old and eighteen-year-old. And how old is Sancho? I think he's 20. 20. So average age of like 18 going on in this front four. But Gio put on a show. He uh, did a few things. I mean, he scored and then he won a penalty. Um, Penalty was a little controversial, but Mm. I think in the end, I I think I would give it. Trevor did not not think it was a pen personally. Trevor did not. It was a weird one where he went down like a little too long after the contact. There was contact. So it was kind of a dive, but maybe anyway. He had a great he had a great game. Um, tucked his goal away nicely. Highlight of the weekend, even with that, was Weston McKinney making his debut for Juventus alongside Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and and what a game he had! What a debut he had! If you just look up 
type in Weston McKinney um, on Twitter, type it in on, on just Safari or Chrome, you will find Juve fans going wild about this guy. What about and Firefox? No, not that. Not a I don't think you're allowed to talk about football. No. No, they actually. If it's yeah. Bing, it won't show up either. No, they they don't do that. Um, okay. Yeah, he had an absolutely wonderful time um, in the middle of the park. A few clumsy moments. I watched the the whole ninety. A few clumsy moments, but overall fairly tidy. Two tackles that just stood out. One that launched the attack for Cristiano to hit one off the woodwork. And one where he just hounded a guy for about 10 seconds until he finally got an opening, took him out, won the ball. Uh, just something that we need in the middle of the park, something that Juventus need in the middle of the park. So it was great to see. I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, questions or thoughts about Americans this weekend? As you can probably tell, Alex is our uh, resident national team expert here. Mostly with the the under-20s. Like, that's my... That's my main jam. Bread and butter, as I say. Tim's going to think I'm stupid for this, but I've never, I don't think I've watched a Serie A game in full really until this weekend. And it was only because Weston was there. And I think the hey, only Alex, league. You're stupid for that. And the only Lagoon game I've ever watched was probably because Tim Weah was in it. Uh, so there we are. I don't think I've ever watched either one of those leagues a full 90. I've watched bits, but. So, so okay. So about the prem guys. Do you have any questions about Weston question, or question for Alex regarding yeah. Weston McKinney? How do you see McKinney and Adams either partnering in the U.S. men's national team, or should one start over the other, or how should they be used in your opinion? Yeah, and the question really comes back to: Is Greg okay with Jackson Ewell not playing the six? That's really what it comes down to. Um, because what Greg wants at the six is a, a ball-playing center defensive mid who can spray diagonals. That's his whole thing. That's what he wants. Um, and Jackson Ewell is arguably the best long pass we have. What Tyler has been showing is he's been able to hit those passes a lot more consistently than he used to. Um, and, and Weston does that fairly well as well. Here's what I see. I see Greg eventually... Watching Weston and Tyler perform at Champions League level and saying, all right, you know, screw the system. These guys are playing at a high enough level where I cannot possibly, like, bring myself to leave one of them on the bench. Um, they are dogged ball winners, and they're, like, above average passers, both of them. Uh, we didn't get to see that at Schalke for Weston, but, but he is an above average passer. Um, so what's going to happen, I think, is that midfield three, he's set for a 4-3-3, three, three, we all know it, um, and it's going to end up being... We do. Tyler... I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Greg won't play anything else. Um, Tyler at the six, um, as that quarterback again, Weston just box to box as an eight, and then ideally we want to see Gio Reyna at the 10, I think. Um, if Gio eventually ends up on the wing, I don't think he has that skill set in my opinion, but some people do. Um, then, you know, maybe someone like Brendan Aronson or, or Richie Ledesma at the 10, but I want to see Gio at the 10 for now. And then, uh, yeah, the, the front three is all debatable except for Christian Pulisic on the left. So Andrew, all right, Moore. Alec, also question for you. Yeah, really? 2026 <laughs> world cup. Where does the United States finish? First. I was about to say gold medal, but that's not that's <laughs> Olympics. Uh, Football's uh, coming home. Foot- <laughs> they probably get gold. Soccer is coming home. 
soccer is coming home. No, I, I honestly, I, I hate saying this because it's going to be, we're not even going to qualify. We can't, we can't <laughs> not qualify actually. So yes, that's go. the good part. Um, we're in already. <laughs> it is for sure coming home in that sense. Um, I don't see us finishing outside of the best 10 teams in that tournament. So what's, what's amazing to me, speaking of that, is like, okay, with the last World Cup that we were in. Um, <laughs> Sad that you have to qualify that. I know, it? but Julian Green, when he came on the scene, dude, it was like six months before the World Cup started. And I'm just thinking about that now. And like, dude, there are kids that are playing like, they're like 12 year olds yeah. playing right <laughs> now soccer. who are going to somehow end up in that World Cup squad. And how do you, you can't, it's a, it is a fool's errand trying to predict that lineup, even though we have so many guys that are going to be in their like 26 to 28, like prime range, there's still going to be some 19 year old who's going to light up the world that year and we're going to have to include him. So as much as, I mean, that gives me even more hope in like, okay, I see Christian Ballistic, Tim Way, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, Gia Reyna, all being in their prime that year. Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris retired at that point, and uh, we uh, and still like 19, 20, 21 year olds who are like doing so well that they take those guys' spots. Like that's just encouraging. But anyway, all right, um, we're gonna transition to a little uh, game, game of the week, fun little segment um, called "Guess the Footballer" um, from each mm. of our our favorite squads. I'm gonna give a little. Are you a uh, true fan? Footballer. That's the question Wait, here. Footballer, quarterbacks? Because that can that be sentence. one of the hints. Uh, no. All right, Alex, the mm-hmm. tune. I know you are, you know, generally a new-ish fan, but yeah. let's see, let's see what you got. The Ooh. last player with double-digit yellow cards. Double-digit. He had twelve yellow cards in a calendar season. Calendar or season? Those are two different things. I so clearly. Both. Clearly, I'm just going to process here. It's clearly not John Joe Selvi the way you're saying this. Um, that would have been my guess. <laughs> so I, I do have a little bit of knowledge of like a 90s till now, uh, Newcastle. And I can think of some physical players. Um, none of our offensive stars make any sense to me in terms of like Poppy Cisse. Um, none of our, I mean... No one like Wijnaldum for sure. The one name that is coming to my mind is Fabio Colaccini. That is incorrect. Ah. Do you give him another hint? Or do you give me another? Can you give me one more hint? Yes, yes. This happened within the last few years. Few years? Yes. Like, okay, was I... Was... If it's John Joe Shelby, I'm going to laugh. John Joe Shelby has gone double-digit yellow card. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, but so a you're saying after him has done it? Oh, since in since the last been two years, this has happened. Well, okay, well, I've been in Newcastle. Yeah, why, why would you? The way you preface that. that was like, no, 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 I was just saying, like, I mean, that didn't <laughs> necessarily relate to this one. You made it seem okay. as if it did. I, I, I really did. Um, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. You got this. Last two years, just, this. just how you um, think. My instincts are center back, Isaac Hayden, or. Matt Ritchie, um, it it could strangely be a Yose. I feel like he got quite a few. Um, could also be Kennedy, two years ago. Listen to your heart, man. Your boy. Oh man, I have to go with. Oh man, this is difficult. I'm gonna go with Matt Ritchie. 
So interestingly enough, before this started, when I notified you that this would be a segment, you asked if this was going to be another situation, like the time that you incorrectly guessed roughly 17 times. Um, <laughs> it's happening again. Every single name you just said was incorrect. Wow. Well, it was. He it's didn't not a name any center back. So, no, he did name a center back. No, I didn't. You said Lejeune, didn't you? No. You said somebody just... as a center back. I promise. Nope. Well, either way, either way. Center back. back. Regardless. Wait, give me one uh, more hint. Here is the hint. The first person you said, I thought you had it right. Wait, who did I say first? The weird long name. Colaccini. You thought I had it right. What is What's his, his first, first name? name? Okay, so, okay, all right, all right, now I have it. All right. Uh, the handsomest man in the world, Fabian Cher. Uh, Cher or Char, uh, Fabian, Fabian, if you're listening to this, please let us know how to pronounce your name. It's Fabian uh, Cher, I would know. The Swiss man himself, yes. he did. Let the record 12, show that Tim is the worst pronouncer of us all, 12, all four of 12 us. Yellow uh, cards, 12 yellow cards a few years ago. Regulion? That makes sense. Um, that happened. That was due to the international business times, bro. <laughs> That's not my fault. Um, and that is, yeah, whatever. Um, all right, Manchester United is up. Manchester right. United, otherwise known as Penchester United. Uh, it's incredible the creativity speaking, of people that like genius. soccer. Penaldo, Penandez, Penchester, Pesty. Speaking of double digits, so bad. Uh, Manchester United have have uh, had double digit penalty attempts the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. However, in the 2017-2018 season, Manchester United only took three penalties. That's crazy. That's why they finished sixth. Um, who was Won the Europa only, League man? Who was the only individual to make their penalty? My first instinct went to either Zlatan or Pogba, but Pogba is kind of iffy on penalties. I'm going to go Zlatan. Uh, neither one of those people you just mentioned attempted a penalty. Mm. Uh, wow. Lukaku attempted a penalty and missed. I'm going to go. Wayne Rooney. Alexis Sanchez attempted a penalty and missed. <laughs> wow, dude. And then the other one name that popped up, but I, this could be way off too. See, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to trick me to some weird player in like a League Cup game or something. It wasn't that No, this was ago. in League. During oh, the it league. was? Okay. Um, the other name that popped up, probably because he scored a penalty today, is Juan Mata. I have no more people that missed. But uh, I don't know then. He came from France. Really, Tony Martial. Wow. Tony Martial, only player to make his penalty that season. I don't think he's probably taken a penalty since then. Uh, I think he has, but he's slowly gotten phased out. For I mean, last year you had three or four different people take them. I think that's he, true. You're I think right. He you're missed right. You're one right. last year. He. That's then, the one that cruel saved. That's one of the ones I was talking not, about. That's right. Not get another one. All right. Um, uh, 2015 to 2016 season, an Australian featured for Liverpool. Who was he? An Australian. I literally can only think of one Australian. <laughs> Are we thinking of the same person? I think so. Probably. <laughs> Did he also play for the LA Galaxy at some point? I don't even know. <laughs> he scored you know, a slap yeah, against yeah, the yeah, Netherlands. I, Wait, I can't even come up with the He played for the Galaxy. I thought he played for the Red Bulls. 
Yeah, the Red Bulls. Yes, <laughs> my bad. Cheers. We're really showing our soccer knowledge yeah, here for the viewers. I got him mixed up with, with Robbie Keane for a second. That's what happened. I did that's say true. Will Keane earlier. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take an L on this question. <laughs> all right, all right. Here is another hint. Tim Cahill. Yeah, he currently <laughs> is back with the Seattle Sounders. Now I know. <laughs> Australians with the Seattle. I. Wow, I actually know nothing about soccer, apparently. Left, he's Watch left more games, back. bro. Dude, I really should. Uh, left back. He just came back there. He just came back. Won a ship with us. Left. He went back to Burnmouth, which is where you guys sold him. Can I give another hint? Sure. He has just as generic, more a more generic name than the last guy. That the we most. Just talked about. More generic than James Wilson. Not the most. That he's not. He's not. He's do. not John. John. Uh, John Deere. Deere. <laughs> I wonder what John his last Deere. name is now. That is the last name. <laughs> My bad. Shouldn't have done that. So there's the hint. Smith is the last name. So just add the most generic Brad name. There you yes! go. Yes, you got it, Brad Smith. How did you? Uh, did you like? Was that just a guess at generic name, or did you actually know? Um, partially guess. I also partially knew that. Brad Smith was a person. I've so, heard of Brad yeah. Smith too. Yeah, I've heard of Seattle Brad Smith. Founders. Shameless plug. He's back, and I love it. I have a tasty okay. one for all you, right, Tim. All right, we have uh, Trev and I both have one for you, Tim. All right, all right, Tim. Perfect. The last six seasons, Harry Kane has been Tottenham's overall all across all matches their leading scorer. The season before that, who was Tottenham's leading scorer? So, 2014 to 2015? 2013, 2014. 2013 to 2014. So, I have, like, just an absolute off-the-wall guest, which is Emmanuel Adebayor. Tim, that is incredible. Well done. Dude, You've wow. done it. Dang, it wasn't Eric. And I have a... Wow, he only impressive. scored 14 goals as their leading goal scorer, but you are correct. Well oh, done. Man, that sounds like a lot for me, dude. <laughs> yeah, as a Newcastle fan. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Tim. I, I thought, obviously, asking the question makes it think not, but I thought for sure you'd guess Gareth Bale. That but, was honestly like a pretty – well, Gareth, was he there? He wasn't he was there. The leading, he was the leading goal scorer the year before that. With 21. 26 total, 21 in the Prem. Yeah. And he's back. Alex, you have one for Tim? Yeah, can we do this in like actual Jeopardy format? Because my name is the name that it is. Do I need to respond with what is or who is? And then you need to finish that with Alex at the end. Yes. Okay. No, I um, <laughs> get how it. Does, how Come does on. this work? How would you, how's a, how does Alex Trebek pose things to people? What this is the person format? was, blah, blah, blah. Okay, blah, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. This five time loanee. That's right. This five-time loanee was born on New Year's Eve. That is a ridiculous question. This uh, is Final Jeopardy right I now. I think you can get this. With no hints? Yes. I'll give him a hand if he messes up. I, I kind of just want one straight off the bat. Okay. All right. Um, um, You're Alex his father... Just was read a, his Wikipedia page. Was a, <laughs> his father was a professional basketball player. That that kind of makes it sound like he would be an American. Which who is Cameron Carter Vickers? 
Ding, ding. Well done, Timothy. Good work. Well done. Can you believe yeah. he's been loaned five times already? He's uh, like let me think. Let me think. Um, Stoke. Yeah, that's one. Um, oh, dude, he's been in the championship so many different times. Yeah. Really um, five times, actually. All five. I don't know if they were all – were they all championship? Or was it looks like it. They were. League one. Yeah, it looks like it. Luton Town. Uh, oh, Ipswich. Yeah. Of course. And, and the last one was uh oh he was interesting he's yeah blade. yeah nice wow he's, like, he's on his computer really right now just like yeah. looking at the wikipedia <laughs> you I would hear it if i was on the computer because i'm using my computer mic uh, well yeah done, well, Tim. well done very impressive. that's very good um respect you did better than all of us combined to be honest um okay i yep. just read something on reddit and it, i have to ask the question to you guys complete okay. change of subject here back to what we were talking about with manchester united what is your guys' opinion on – so that we saved the penalty, got called back. They were able to choose a different penalty taker to take the pen. What do you think about that? Should that be allowed? Should that be it? allowed? IU took it, got saved, very weak penalty. That they were able to switch it to Zaha. I, do you think that should be allowed? I don't think so. I, yeah, no, I, I agree with I Alex. I don't think so. That's like, that's like rewarding – uh, well, no, I mean, it was your fault. It was a yeah, – Ayu's I mean, penalty not, was terrible. It's like, not a reward per se. Oh, okay. I now, mean, it's essentially just an additional penalty in which any player can get selected for a penalty. And to be fair, Roy Hodgson, if you're listening to this, which I hope you are, Big Wilf is always the answer. Unless <laughs> Evernichi Eze is on the pitch because that man is electric, but – Big Wilf, I don't know how he's not taking the first one. I agree, but that's... That is certainly an interesting that, question. Besides the point. I'm back to the other side now. I'm Already? Saying, yeah. That was quick. Yep. A little back and forth. So, wait. They're in back saying, again. I'm saying you, should be, you should be allowed to. If the uh, other... I mean, if, if the, the, the... If you had to retake on, it yourself, I can see why you should not be able to switch. But if it was, if it was a violation, as Ted Lasso would say... On the other side, I mean, actually, that yeah, yeah, you should be able to switch. Yeah, obviously, I'm still I, salty, so I would say no. I but. would disagree. <laughs> I think why? like, well, if if the penalty, so okay, why was it brought back? Because De Gea was off his David line. De Gea jumped off his line early, just barely, unfortunately. I because I think like a penalty is, it would be like if you. In basketball, you select someone to take the technical free throws, right? Technical foul free throw. And then, for whatever reason, they he shoots it, misses, and then somehow a call comes back and he has to shoot again. I feel like it would be the same situation. It, it should be the same shooter. Well, how about in basketball, we just change the rules so it can be another guy? That would well, be stupid. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I don't really see there be any situation in which a technical could be recalled because there's no lane violations because no one is there. Well, there definitely could be like but, if somebody crosses But half if someone's like yelling or... at you or something like that, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, a penalty kick is a little bit different than a single tech technical free throw where like yeah, you have I, your yeah, 95% free throw shooter that you probably would want to retake it versus... Right, a guy whose nerves probably just got yep. shot from him having a horrid penalty. But well, the thing I for do me, understand both sides, and that's a very, very interesting question. Because the thing, 
Because the way commentators word it too, I think, from what I've heard, and the way I think about it is that you're redoing the penalty. You're yeah, not taking another penalty. Definitely means same same situation. Yeah. and that would be a act. retake. I understand that, but at the same time, I just think because the violation happened on the opposing side, like there shouldn't be a punishment that this guy just screwed up, guy. Yeah. make him yeah. to take it. You know. Well, I mean, I don't even see it as a punishment. He's a professional footballer. I mean, you got you got scored on. Well, the. I mean, I mean, I would be, I would be more nervy too if, like, okay, I, I've picked my spot, and then the keeper comes off the line and saves it. Like, if I go back up there, then my whole plan is kind of thrown off. And I think that's like the whole thinking, like Tim was saying, with like, you get, you get nervy if that happens, and so like, it shouldn't be on the other team. If like, if you score the penalty, but a, one of your players encroached and they make you retake it. You shouldn't be able to switch right. players. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, but I can kind of see it. When the opposing still... team encroaches, I think you should should have the opportunity to switch it up. Which I understand, I mean, in, but in, I disagree. In Penchester United's case, if that happens to Bruno, is he taking it again? Probably. But if you get he doesn't miss, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like Crystal Palace, then you know that's a different story. That situation All right. never well, looking Bruno, forward so to, to next say. week, um, we'll start with our our next week preview in the form of our locks and underdogs. So we started Oof. this last week, first week it came out, uh, and the current standings nope. as it is. <laughs> Cole Brower, three points after selecting correctly on Everton and Crystal Palace to upset Penchester United. Um, myself, yeah, Tim, also tied for first with three points after selecting Tottenham and getting the underdog with Aston Villa. Maybe a little bit of help with the, uh, the questionable red card, but, you know, we take it. Um, Alex, yeah, Alex with one point after correctly getting bailed out by Arsenal, scoring a oh, last-minute goal. It's very Newcastle of me, getting one point, going for one and, point. And, uh, you know, he, he could have had all three, but he decided to go with Southampton against Tottenham. That was stupid. Um, and Trevor. Oof. Trevor, how many points do you have, Trevor? Negative one, I believe. <laughs> how, and how did that happen? Uh, I think the viewers already know. Yeah, you Manchester wish. United, the lock Look of the wish. week, did not did not get the dub. So, Trevor, we will, we will give you first selection to try and bail yourself out this week. <laughs> Trevor, I honestly who is, don't want for selection this who week. Who is your but, lock of the week? Oh, you're going to have to give me just a moment here to take a look at the fixtures. Oof. Let's just let's read off the, the some of the notable fixtures. That doesn't that doesn't make sense cuz you don't know what the I mean, okay. Brighton Man United. Uh I'm tempted to pick that, but I won't. <laughs> City both uh we got a Man City Leicester City uh matchup. No, can't pick that. Tottenham, Newcastle. That one, maybe. Liverpool, Arsenal. Newcastle. That's a big game. Joe Linton's going to freaking start and score on us. Because there's like so. Fulham, Aston Villa. Is there even a favorite in that? Crystal Palace, Everton. Yeah, you could say Everton's the favorite. Burnley, Southampton. Is there a favorite in that one? I don't know. Trevor, I think there's two very obvious locks for this week. Yes. And are. then some additional questionable locks. Yeah, yeah. I... Okay, there's one. Okay, yeah. I see. I see, I see. I think I know which ones your two I, are. I mean, there's there should be like four. 
I'll should go, be four. I'll budge on three, like, obvious ones for me. All right. I don't like doing this at all, but I'm going to pick Chelsea over West Brom. Yeah, that's the main That one. is the most obvious yeah. one. I know, but I don't want to pick Chelsea. I don't want them to win. Yeah. Yeah. West right, Brom uh, just I, I do this with in the Carabao Cup to Brentford today. Like, Brentford are good, are dude. They hard. almost came up. Brentford yeah, but they, they – Okay, but they sold their number one goal scorer – or their number two goal scorer, and their number one goal scorer is sitting out until they transfer him. I play this game with my heart, not my head, all right? right, That's why I'm at negative one. (laughs) Alex, Alex, you being in third place currently get the number two choice. Wolves, West Ham. Wolves, got it. That is is also Those are the two that are – Yeah, makes Um, sense. sense. Cole, would you like the third or the fourth pick? I'll go last. You can can have third. Um, This is difficult for me because – I'm between two right now, one of which is Spurs, but like yeah. it's so hard to bet on yourself because then it hurts twice as much. Tell um, me about it, bro. <laughs> but it worked out for you last week, so why not ride it? Did. It did, but that was Southampton and they're garbage. And Newcastle, uh, our Newcastle, just, Newcastle, Newcastle, garbage, Newcastle are terrible. <laughs> All right, Tottenham Hotspur. There you go. There you write go. that down. Write that down. Because I'm. My other option was what I hope Cole picks, and I wanted to give him this opportunity. Okay, mm, so like we have. He's got what is it. what is off the board again? Um, well, West Ham, Tottenham, Newcastle, and Chelsea Brighton West Menu. Brom. Chelsea, no, Chelsea you West can Brom. Choose, yeah. You can choose any of the other. You can choose any underdog as a lock if you really want, but I would save it for the underdog. See, that's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. So, so no, Chelsea, Chelsea, like, Spurs, and Wolves are off. Chelsea, Spurs, and Wolves are off. Uh, Locke, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a little weird here. We're gonna take Leeds United over Sheffield. Oh my god! I like that. I, I like that. that. I really you know, like I am, that. I am right in here. first place, and I'm just gonna ride the wave of being in first place and see wow. what happens. You know? Yeah, I, I honestly was gonna take Liverpool over Arsenal because I hate them, and Liverpool <laughs> yeah. like incredible. Tim, as I, wanted, I said earlier, I wanted to you cannot you play this game with your heart. You have to play with your head. Well, I did. See, Trevor, I played with my head last week, and I pl- I picked Everton as my lock. Or no, yeah, as my upset, did. right? Or was it no, the you lock? picked them as your lock. All right, so Cole, yeah. you come back, and you get the first uh, upset. Who was first it? First upset? Uh, let's see. I'm going to take... I have a feeling Cole's just going to do it two weeks in a row. <laughs> do, I, do I pick Brighton? <laughs> He's going to, isn't he? You know? Yeah. Tariq Lamptey versus the world. <laughs> he may not be healthy this week, just saying. Yeah, and Patuma got a red card, so. I think I might. I'll send it on Leicester over Man City. Okay. I respect count that. that as well. We can count that. I respect the picks. Um, yeah, this is this is interesting because a lot of these, I feel like there's no like clear underdog. Like Burnley yeah. and Southampton both like kind of suck or are decent uh you you had Leeds versus sheffield by the way not not fulham that was last week so I just making sure sheffield? Did. no you it said is said fulham but it um, is but, sheffield but they're playing yes. sheffield yes okay okay, so Leeds okay. over sheffield see that that to me i feel like would be an underdog by by the letter of the law although not by the table currently i am um, i am here for bielsa ball is yep. there is there an underdog in Fulham Aston Villa? No. Is no. it Fulham because they've been terrible? 
and Aston Villa won their first game? I would say there's no underdog there, but well, isn't it, is Fulham newly promoted? Yeah, yeah. and they, they, they Fulham are, have had to play. I would say no. They're zero and two though. Yeah, I know, but they play and they just played another championship team, but a really good championship team, who we just confirmed are really good by saying how we approved of that. Gosh dang it! All right, well, um, hmm. Crystal Palace Everton. Are you calling either of those an underdog? Yeah, I, I would allow Crystal yeah. Palace to be we the underdog. Yeah. Okay. Um, We'd certainly allow Palace there. I don't think. And then, dude, dude, just pick Brian. Know. Just do it. Hurry up! I'm not taking. Don't Brian. have all night. I don't want to do this, but I guess this one is safe. So it's underdog. It's it's not like you're expected to get it. Dude, I'm I uh, I like Damn. Everton though. Oh, our mic's been off, dude. Um, they've heard us talk. I'm, I'm gonna, that would have been so bad. That would have been horrible. I am going to go. I'm gonna go Palace. I said that they were they were gonna be top half of the table, so I you guess did. I gotta stick with it. This is true. Alex, you're up. Newcastle. <laughs> you you really want that twice in a row? Yes. I'm playing with my heart. Don't you know, it. one of these times it's going it to hit. Is, and we didn't off. talk about the fact that this was our first grudge match from this group. Yeah. This is true. This is our first, I think, and I think we play Man U next weekend, so it's two grudge matches in a row. Hello. But that is two I'm telling you now, I'm picking United as my lock next week. So All right, bet. <laughs> then I'll pick Spurs as the underdog. Um, all right, Trevor. Pick Spurs as your lock. Your underdog. Spurs are a small club. Ooh, all right. <sighs> There's not a whole lot of options left for me here. I was thinking West Ham, honestly, just because. I was. I, I had my. I had my eye on that one. I feel like Wolves have been either really good or really disappointing, although their only loss was against Man City, and West Ham. Just they have like the personnel to be great, but they, they have just good, so they bad. have some good players. All right, West Ham, send it. Okay. Um, so other than that, other than our locks, are there any fixtures that you all are excited to watch? I would. Uh, we mentioned this already, but I would. I'm not going to wake up for it, but Leeds Sheffield will be sounds fun. To yeah. Me. Why does that have to I be at four in the dang morning? With. Hey, move to Colorado. You get an extra hour of sleep. Um, I think with Sheffield being so good last year and not so good this year, which, by the way, I did mention in our first uh, first podcast, but that's that's definitely a must-watch for me. I think Aston Villa-Fulham, another must-watch just to try and see the bottom of the table take some shape. Um, and then Crystal Palace-Everton, both unbeaten so far both with high hopes. Um, and then also, obviously, Brighton. They put a great shift in against Chelsea. As Trevor mentioned, scoreline could have gone either way. And then, as Alex could attest, they did the business this past week. Um, so we'll see if, if Man U come out with some revenge. Yeah, I don't think uh, I brought it up verbally <laughs> in our first podcast, but... My Brian was would have been if we had a 
if we dug into it deeper, Brian would have been my like surprise. Did we talk about this? No, I don't remember. They would have been my surprise, like further up the table team. At the yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with that, especially with Adam Lalana. Although he went out with injury in the first game, I think he provides a little bit more stability to their midfield, who has been, you know, in and out all of the time. Um, they they've got a bunch of guys that do their job but aren't bigger names, and Lalana coming from a a Liverpool squad, you know, even without getting minutes, just having all of that winning culture around him. So I'm excited to see him get back on the pitch. I don't know what his, his injury timetable is, but yeah, it'll be, he, he subbed on last week. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. Played 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Oh, Cole knows that. Cause he's on his fantasy team, which is crapping on yep. everybody. I know that because I played against Cole. Yeah. Brutal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We can uh, bring that up next week. If, if, uh, if I'm still at the top, which I probably will be. Cole, Only you know. if I'm winning, we can talk about fantasy. <laughs> if, I'm winning, if I happen to lose, that. let's skip that segment. Um, so Trevor, Trevor certainly is not going to be the person to bring up fantasy Ooh. Premier League this week. Um, <laughs> you know what I say? It's a long season. I got a lot of is. good players. I got. It's a long season. Aguero, yes. please be healthy, bro. Quit getting injured. Aguero, if you're listening, heal yourself. <laughs> um, heal thyself position uh i i'm gonna say also i'm gonna be paying attention to chelsea west brom not because i really okay all right he because likes chelsea you like chelsea you like to deny watch newcastle and you're gonna yeah, watch chelsea i was about to give him i was about to give a prediction here for what I, so i was about to say if chelsea can't pull out the win in this game i'm gonna say they don't finish top four so Ooh. cheers to that I mean, because honestly, they they Trump, absolutely I, must do the business against West I agree that was gonna be one of my watches for the week just because of how poor West Brom have been and how inconvincing Chelsea have been so far which I think in watching them I think they need I've said this at the beginning but I really think they need to start Giroud I think Timo Werner needs to go out for the, to the wing especially when Pulisic is injured um, so they have that spot but I just think they need that stability with all these new guys trying to come into the Premier League. Um, Kai Havertz has not overly impressed so far. Werner's obviously put himself in good positions with his physical abilities, which everybody you know knew was going to happen, but he hasn't found his way on the score sheet. So I think Giroud needs to start to give them a little bit of a, a stable uh, presence up top. But yeah, I definitely agree, Alex. I think... Chelsea need to uh, do the works against West Brom. And for West Brom, bottom of the table, like, I mean, they did score two last week, but I think both them and Fulham really need to put a performance in in order to... uh, They're they're both in trouble, dude. They're both in trample territory when, you know, teams are looking... Trample territory, I like that. Looking on the fixtures and starting to lick their chops. Although Fulham did put up three goals last week, so... If Zai could get healthy, that'd be good for my fantasy team too. And West Brom had Pereira on my fantasy team. He bagged a bagged a brace. That was nice. Still didn't win, he, but he did not bag a brace. He assisted one. Ah, well, he had a banging free kick though. It was very nice. He did have a banging. My free apologies kick. for the incorrect facts. Like Liverpool, Liverpool. Oh my goodness, <laughs> words. Liverpool Arsenal is obviously the big game. That'll be interesting to watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? What's a we didn't pick them for lock or upset. 
What I mean, I wanted to. I, I did not just because I thought Cole would, so I wanted to give him the opportunity to choose his own team. Um, Arsenal, they've played Fulham and West Ham so far. So they've looked good, per se, but they really have not faced any competition. I think Liverpool getting a result against Chelsea is pretty big early in the season. Um, Cole said... You know, I think they might have gotten a little bit lucky with Chelsea not having completely gelled yet to get that one out of the way. Um, but I, I would say Liverpool have to win that one for many reasons. Absolutely. One of which because Arsenal suck and should never win ever and hopefully will be relegated soon. <laughs> Score line. That. Score on to that game. Let's hear it. 3-0 Thrashing. Thrashing. Alex? I just can't wait to see Tiago doing bits on the defense that is led by Sir David Luiz. I don't think like, he's played I, yet this season. So has he not? I yeah, just I know they gave him another contract, but he played I just, last week. Nah, he, he came did, on for he about came on, five that's minutes. Right, but he didn't. He did not start though. Yeah, I cannot because they wait got that for new Liverpool to Gabriel do bits guy. against David Luiz. As a person who only kind of watches soccer, I'm hoping he is there. <laughs> And I'm hoping that he goes. I don't usually full. watch soccer, but when I do, I hope to but see David Luiz on the other team. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's everybody who watches soccer. True. You just really want to see David Luiz on the other team because you know you're going to score at least one. Probably you know he's going to score one for his own team. Yeah. On his own team. Very, very very little, uh, information. Little Alex, scoreline? Germany, Brazil scoreline. Oh, I'm going to say 3 2. Ooh. I was going to go 3-1 Liverpool. 3-2 who? Liverpool. Okay. I'm glad everybody here is intelligent. Really gives us the ethos, pathos, logos for people to continue to listen. Um, the logos is very strong in this group. All right. Well, uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to send you off. Tim, can you, give like a, can you give a very generic uh, send-off? Considering we don't have our our send off nailed down yeah, with our new, I was our new say, name yet, to send you off. But we are currently in a massive rebrand uh, <laughs> after one episode. <laughs> you know, we should rebrand um, every single episode. Oh, I like that. That's our thing. That's, should that's I just thing. start like reading off all of the names that we said and just bleep out all of the other ones that it isn't, and then we'll just leave the one name that it actually ends up being. How about you say them all right all now? Leaves? And have Fire the viewers, chance. have the viewers, the many viewers, oh. listeners, so have, we're give us their input. <laughs> we're a democracy. Let the mothers decide. We are for the people. Uh, regardless the of what we're called, we love speaking about the beautiful game. We hope you love listening to it half as much. This has been Bunch of Dummies. That's right. We figured it out, even if we have to add it in post-production. Thanks for listening. See you next time.